0: So, Brian, all three football games that I covered last weekend over the Thanksgiving weekend went to overtime. That might never happen again in my career.
1: That, I mean, if you think of sports weekends, that's got to be one of the top five, at, at least. Just be, I mean, that is unheard of. Three overtime games, that is crazy.
0: Yeah, and then when I showed up to the Midwestern State women's basketball game on Sunday, there were some eye rolls from people knowing that they were going to get an overtime game, supposedly. It didn't happen, but, you know, (laughs) why not, right? See,
1: I think you're giving people too much credit to be following you along that much.
0: I actually had somebody mention it to me. Like, they saw, they were like, oh, so we're going overtime. And I was like, sure. (laughs) 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 And, And I'll tell you, man, this weekend, my Friday night game has a good chance of going overtime again. It's Hershey and Springtown part two at Allen high school.
1: Also, the fact that they're playing at Allen is uh, phenomenal. That's going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, I've never actually, this will be my first time inside Allen stadium. Uh, but from what I've heard, uh, they treat the media like Jerry does. So it's not good.
1: Ooh. Oh, not good. Not, oh treat the media like Jerry does for high school games
0: yes yeah like they do Uh for high school games not not like Jerry does for the Cowboys no no for like Jerry does for the high school where you know bring your own water and uh spend twenty dollars for food
1: uh you better bring a lunchbox then
0: (laughs) yeah I know you see the size of me obviously I eat a little bit (laughs) let's talk about sports Welcome to Lone Star Sports Daily, the mediocre at best podcast episode. We're, we're still not counting. We, we're not counting anymore, but my name is Corey Hogue, freelance sports writer for Dave Campbell's Texas football and the Times Record News. Find me on Twitter at Corey Hogue Sports. Brian Schroll joins here again. He is currently employed by NBC Sports. Find Brian on Twitter at Brian Schroll. And I think now is a great time, Brian, to mention that we will not have a podcast next week. Yes, I know we'll still have at least one team in the playoffs, but we won't have a podcast because listen, ladies and gentlemen, Brian has informed me that he expects to have a little time off from this high paying gig to get married and have a honeymoon. Brian, what what's up with that?
1: uh yeah, I don't know. I decided to commit myself. Uh, to one woman for the rest of my life and uh, yeah uh, apparently family and friends want to be involved with that decision
0: uh, well what I'm more worried about is the fact that you're putting family over sports um, that's a bad hey, way to start you know hey
1: I <laughs> I for a half second thought about going to the big 12 championship day, game <laughs> the day after I got married then I decided um, that's probably not the best way to start a marriage. But uh, I will be watching it.
0: Oh, man, you got to (laughs) get pro marriage tip. You got to give it at least 30 days. That way she can't file for the annulment. (laughs) You've got her stuck after 30 days, man. That's the secret. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for for all you people listening family is more important <laughs> than sports but we like to have a little fun and what better way to have fun than to go hey honey what i'm gonna do is we're gonna get married and then the next day we're gonna take a trip down to arlington for the oklahoma state big 12 title game i know you wanted to go like cancun or somewhere nice but now nah, how about arlington
1: <coughs> hey I've heard it. There's some nice stuff happening over in Arlington.
0: Uh, yeah, but it's not it's not my <laughs> idea of spending my honeymoon in the in Jerry's world, to be honest. with you,
1: <laughs> I mean, it if Oklahoma State wins, that'll be the second best thing to happen that weekend.
0: That is true. That is true. Hey, for, we all want to say, I know everyone listening is going, wow. Uh, congratulations, man. We, we are so happy for you. I, I personally am so thrilled. And I know, um, you know, this has been a long time coming. The fact that you found someone who accepts you for you. Uh, I know how important that is because I found someone that accepts me for me. And that's not easy to do.
1: No. And uh, <clears throat> can how much uh, my life revolves around sports, too, um, for her to be able to put up with with all that. Uh, she's seen my emotional uh, swings when good and bad things happen. So, uh, yeah, who, who would have thought?
0: Yeah, you don't have uh, emotional swings, during watching sports, do you?
1: Oh, of course not, never.
0: <laughs> no, no. My
1: day no. doesn't revolve around how my team does.
0: No, no, no. Hey, look, sports angry is a real thing. And that's one thing I I know we've gotten off into the weeds here, but that's one thing (laughs) that I have lost um, in the last few years being a sports writer. I don't really get that fandom sports angry like a lot of people still do. Uh, You know, there's good parts of that. And then there's some bad things because you miss out sometimes getting sports angry.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely parts of it. You definitely knew mellow out when you you're covering sports because you're you know not biased and and coming at it from a neutral standpoint but uh you, 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 there's still those teams that uh that can get you riled
0: up oh yeah yeah one of them is named Oklahoma and uh, so I'm glad <laughs> the Cowboys took care of that problem last week and then USC took care of the coach problem <laughs> uh, and if you didn't see Uh, Bob Stoops is getting paid three hundred and twenty five thousand dollars to coach a bowl game. Yeah.
1: um, Where's the list to sign up for that? Uh, Please.
0: I I would be offensive coordinator of water bottles for half of that.
1: Yeah. um, For one game, you get paid that much for one game.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's. And, but we
0: did figure out here another little jab at our Sooners friends. We figured out that USC is a better job than Oklahoma. Boom. All right. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe and rate the podcast. You can subscribe to it on the platform of your choice. Make sure you go ahead, rate it, subscribe. That gets it out there, gets more people to see it. Uh, and about half of our listeners just faded away because I just took a big shot at the mm-hmm. Sooners. <laughs> Sometimes you do that as a Texas fan. Hey, we got some news in the small college ranks broke down yesterday, Brian. We're actually recording this the day it's released, which is unusual. But yesterday it was announced and made official this morning with a 6 a.m. post uh, from the Southland Conference that Commissioner Tom Burnett, who happens to also be the chair of the Division One Men's Basketball Committee, is Moving on from being commissioner, he's going to move into, they call it a senior consultant to the new commissioner and the board of directors. And the new commissioner is Chris Grant, former student athlete. He's taken over in the spring of 22, following the basketball season. I think, all right, let me break it down here, Brian. Look, Tom Burnett, a lot of people don't like conference commissioners. I can sit here and rag on just about every conference commissioner in the country. It's a hard job. It's a thankless job. And Tom, Tom Burnett did a good job for the most part, but he, he almost oversaw the complete collapse of the Southland conference. And to me, it seems that his legacy will be the fact that he gave away the house to keep McNeese and to keep the conference together.
1: He has not been working out of a place of strength uh, recently. We we've talked about it now for several weeks. The Southland conference has just been, I mean, just trying to get some air, just keeping the head above water, trying to breathe. Uh, It it has not been good. Um, I just want to know, so, if, if this guy can't even run a, a conference, why is he the head of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament Committee? I, ju- that, I just have that question.
0: Well, um, who are you going to put in charge? You want uh, with Bowlesby? You want him in charge?
1: No, I didn't say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think well, the one conference committee, I think the Big Ten. And, and maybe uh, the Southeastern Conference, maybe the only two conference commissioners that we can look at and go, ah, eh, they're pretty good at the big level, anyway.
1: Yeah, and I I agree with kind of maybe having someone that's not connected to the the Power Five conferences being the head of the tournament committee. But uh, yeah i uh, I think I think they need to find a new head because this guy can't run the Southland Conference.
0: Well, they will after this, I believe. But also, I mean, let's also say how much it has not helped the Southland get more than one bid. So good job, Commissioner Burnett. In <laughs> reality, look, it it was time for him to move on. I think uh, Chris Grant comes in and in I think he may be a, he's going to be a good choice. He I'm not going to say that I'm not going to get mean right here, uh, but I think Chris Grant is a good pick. And we but time will tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the one thing is a change in commissioner for a conference. I, I, I mean, that's a big move. That doesn't happen every day. Um, it's not like a, a head coach leaving and moving because that happens oh eight times in a in a week or something. Uh, conference commissioners don't move, so it, I mean, it's going to take some time to really kind of see the fruit of his labor and and see how he can turn it around. Um, he's he's got work to do though because. It, the Southland conference is struggling. Um, so hopefully for all those institutions, a lot of teams in Texas, he can you know get things turned around and, and turn it back into a great conference.
0: Yeah, uh, hopefully he can. He definitely has his plate full, but he knows that already. Um, I guess he was a part of the co- conference for a little while. He's got some experience in the Pac-12 Conference USA. So uh, hopefully he'll be He'll, he'll be able to get it done. But let's move into some better news, Brian, and that, well, better news for all but one Texas team. We knew we had to lose one last week. We knew going into last week that we had the possibility coming in to this week that there would be at least one Texas team, possibly four left because two teams were playing. And we got the max amount of teams, man. We got Sam Houston had a buy; They were given incarnate word. Man, let me tell you, that playoff game, first off, I want to say, Incarnate Word, that's my first time visiting their campus in the heart of San Antonio. It is a nice little campus. Um, it, It could be a nightmare to get to sometimes with parking and things like that. It wasn't for me that day, but I could see how it would be being in downtown San Antonio uh, the field was the the field itself. The turf is just wonderful, and it was a great atmosphere. A lot of fans, a lot of fans traveled from Stephen F. Austin, and then on the field they put on a show, Brian, and it was one of it was one of the best games I've seen all year.
1: I a couple things. One, I can't imagine going to school right next to the Riverwalk and having you know all that great Mexican food and stuff. And then trying to be an athlete and, and stay fit when there's all that great food in San Antonio would be really hard. Um. And, and two, yeah, they, they showed out for you. They really were like, Oh, Corey Hogue is here. We're going to give him a good game. <laughs>
0: yeah. And you want to, let me tell you something, man, for, a, for a fat boy, for me to visit San Antonio, not go to the river walk, not have time. Like, I mean, I was in – I want to get home. I actually enjoy being around my family, and I was gone a lot last weekend. You know, Friday I left. I went to Denton, covered a game. I drove into San Antonio late Friday night, woke up, went straight into the game, got done with the game, press conference, wrote story, and went straight home to get home before – you know, I was able to get home before 1 a.m. But the bad part about all that running around is – I didn't get to go to the river walk and have any fun.
1: Yeah. That's that. You're going to have to make another trip. Maybe, maybe take the wife and the the family or something down there sometime. Cause that's a fun time. I want to know you, you did all that driving. What is your, like, what do you listen to in the car? Are you a podcast? Are you music? What, what are you doing?
0: Well, it depends. Um, this last weekend, for an example, I, uh, I was a Christmas music guy. It was the, it was day after Thanksgiving. I was all about Christmas music. So I was listening and my, when my go-to Christmas music is Pentatonix, I'm a big Pentatonix Christmas music fan.
1: Yeah, there you go. Love Pentatonix.
0: So I was, I was on Pentatonix and then uh, if I'm not listening to that, when I get kind of tired of the music, I'm a big sports talk radio guy Uh, during the weekdays. I'm a real fan of CBS sports radio. They got the DA show, I, I like Jim Rome's okay. I'm a big fan also of Tiki and Tierney, but when those aren't on, I'm a Mad Dog Sports Radio guy, man. Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM is amazing.
1: Yeah, um, there is some great sports talk to listen to. I have found myself just like encapsulated with podcasts recently. I just uh, all the time, just podcasts I, and a range of them too. So, um I haven't, you know, I really haven't even listened to the radio much. I just catch myself plugging my phone in and, and listen to another podcast.
0: And I look, if I if I turn on Mad Dog and it's actually Chris Russo speaking, I will definitely quickly move to a podcast because Chris Russo's <laughs> voice drives me insane. Uh, and, and he's great. Look, the dude's the most knowledgeable guy I've ever seen in sports, but he just his voice is too much for me. The yelling. Him and Stephen, A like to yell at me, and I'm not a, a big fan of being yelled at. Uh, but if I'm going to go podcast, I like SVP's podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there's a few others, Matt Brown and the Extra Points podcast. That's a great one. The Dave Campbell's podcast, Republic of Texas Football with Craven and Ishmael and Mallory. Uh, they do a great job on that one. Um and, and so that's if I'm going to go podcast. Another one is the Analytics Podcast by Five Thirty Eight. Uh, that's another one I like listening to. So those are my go to podcasts.
1: Yeah. Now that we went on that tangent, uh,
0: yeah. Back back to the football. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean you mean twice we've gone into the week. Look at yeah. that. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Angelo and U of H B will make it br- look. They took care of business. They had great wins and. One thing I do want to mention about UMHB is they got help on Saturday because St. John's, they probably, it looked according to the bracket, like Mary Harden Baylor would have had to have traveled to St. John's Minnesota this weekend. Instead, Linfield upset St. John's on the road. So Mary Harden Baylor gets to host. We'll see what that brings into the picks here in a minute. And for Angelo, they did a great job. They beat Nebraska Kearney. They did a wonderful game again. That defense is so solid. They have a huge challenge this week on the road against Colorado School of Mines. But Brian, let's get into the picks. Last week, I went two and one. I'm eleven and five overall. Brian, you had an undefeated week. You went three and zero, oh, and you've improved to thirteen and three on this uh, on our short season.
1: So are you going to kick me off of the picks like you did to Curtis Quillen after he uh, went perfect?
0: No, I do want to remind everyone that Curtis Quillen will never be invited back. That's just not (laughs) fair for him to have a perfect week when I haven't had one yet. (laughs) (laughs) To, To recap last week in the game of the week, I took SFA, Brian took Incarnate Word. That one went, that was as close as it could have been. The overtime, uh, I thought when Rashad Nichols ripped the ball out of Kevin Brown's arms and rumbled 32 yards to which, by the way, the best quote in Colby Carthel is so great at, at quotes like this. And during the press conference, when I asked the question, I said, he will say sprinted 32 yards to the end zone. Colby then went, yeah, I thought the clock was going to run out in the fourth quarter before he made it to the end zone. <laughs>
1: Rumble is a great word for that. Then <laughs>
0: that's, that's such a like Colby's So great with that stuff. He, he's got that humor. And even with a tough loss, he was able to bring that great line. Uh, we both picked Angelo state and we both picked UMHB. So the game that would decided that last week was UIW SFA. And that one really could have gone either way.
1: It could have. I had someone reach out uh, on Twitter and say, great pick about picking the Cardinals. Uh, so shout out Mason Morris. Yeah, that was a – what a game. I, I'm jealous that you were able to be there.
0: Yeah, and uh, I have another good one this week, Brian. I will be in Huntsville. This is my first trip into Bearcat land. I am going to Huntsville, and I am watching Incarnate Word against Sam Houston this weekend. Who boy.
1: <laughs> we already talked about this a little bit earlier. I want desperately to choose Incarnate Word. I, I want to choose the Cardinals so,
0: so bad. Well, let's get into this a little bit then. You know, number 15 UIW at number one, Sam Houston, Saturday, 2 p.m. It's on ESPN Plus. Bearcats are 8-1 all time against UIW with the one loss in 2018. That was the year Eric Morris was first year's head coach, also the year that that Bearcats head coach Casey Keeler started the process of changing his team into what he considered a team capable, capable of winning a <laughs> national title Uh and newsflash. They did last spring Sam Houston beat incarnate word in the 42 to 14, last April, a lot of the same players on these teams were in that game, but the Cardinals defense is better. They've moved Kelechi, um, I'm not going to try to say his last name (laughs) (laughs) from defensive line to linebacker. They understand now after that game, what it takes to play with the best team in the nation. UIW outscores teams 41 to 22 at home. Sam Houston outscores teams 47 to 13 at home. UIW struggles on the road though, Brian, they only out there. They only put up 30 points on the road defensively they're about the same at home and on the road but that 11 point difference is going to be tough to overcome here's a few other things for you the Bearcats are 16 and 0 at Bower Stadium in the FCS playoffs and have won 12 straight home games Owen oh, and Casey Keeler is 30 and 0 all time in home playoff games last April Cameron Ward threw for 305 yards and two touchdowns But the Cats' defense had five sacks and held the Cardinals to 13 total yards rushing. I expect similar stats this time. Computers giving Sam Houston a win probability of 73.3%. Give me the Bearcats in a showdown with either Montana State or UT Martin next week.
1: Everything you say, I just, just more and more want to pick the upset, and I want to pick Incarnate Word so bad. But oh man, this is tough. I I think this is going to be another phenomenal game. Um, I, I think after last week, we I mean we've seen really this whole season we've seen that Incarnate Word is a is a very good team and they are not afraid to to go into a dogfight. We saw it last week against SFA. I think they're going to come in not scared um, and and ready to try to upset same Houston. But I I don't it being in Huntsville makes a huge difference, I think. It does. And
0: you know, this is Cameron Ward's first game in Huntsville.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. I have to go Bearcats. Um I, I want so desperately to pick the Cardinals, but I I have to go with with the the smart choice and I'll I'll go same Houston State.
0: He's protecting his lead, folks. He's protecting his lead. All right, that brings us to the next game. Angelo State at Number 9 Colorado School of Mines. It's a 1 p.m. Central time kickoff, noon kickoff in Golden, Colorado, where this game will take place. You can find it on the RMAC Network. The Rams are a great story, Brian. They have proven that the level of play in the Lone Star Conference remains very high. And I should also mention there's a Lone Star Conference champion sitting at home laughing while watching ASU destroy these teams, the committee thought we're better. And, and those are laughing with tears because they feel like they should also have been in the playoffs. And now, hindsight being 2020, looks like maybe they were right. But Mines has a distinct home field advantage in bad weather in Golden, Colorado. And guess what, though? The weather's going to be beautiful. Temps are supposed to be in the low 60s at kickoff, slight breeze. Look, you have to convert the red zone to win in the playoffs. And the Mines score touchdowns on 80% of their red zone attempts this year, while Angelo has scored touchdowns, not bad, but 58% of the time they've scored a touchdown in the red zone. The computer-like Mines in this gives them a win probability of 66.5%. The last time a Lone Star Conference team played Colorado School of Mines in Golden, it was snowy, it was nasty, It was Texas A&M Commerce beating Mines. I just think Mines has the better defense. Give me the ore ore diggers and the the end of the best season for Angelo State since 2014. This
1: game is riveting. It it just, I mean, riveting. Colorado School of Mines, 11-1 this season. They're a great team. They lost one game, Colorado Mesa. The reason they lost, 242 total yards the least they've had that of the whole season. But since the loss, they are just blowing teams out. They're um they've only given up 12 points or less since that loss, 25 total points in four games. So obviously they have a great defense. They score a lot. But you know who else has a great defense? Angelo State. What's interesting this so They both have played WT this year. Mines beat them 21-13 back in December or September. I mean, Angelo lost 31-15 in October. But since that loss, Angelo State, their smallest margin of victory, 13 points. I think the weather being nice gives an edge to Angelo State. And they can go celebrate at the Coors Factory Right there in Golden, Colorado. I'm
0: picking Angelo State on the road. I like the pick. I don't like the pick of the coarse fat. Like, like let's go, let's get a real beer if we don't mind. <laughs> All right. <so. laughs> All right. Moving on. A hey, noon Saturday. Number seven, Linfield at number two, Mary Harden Baylor. This game will, you can find a link to this at crewathletics.com to the video. This is going to be a good one. The overall series is tied at four and four, but Linfield has a four and two edge in postseason games, Brian. And there's not going to be any running. You're not going to run the ball. UMHB allows 2.4 yards per rush. Linfield is only allowing 1.8 yards per rush attempt this year. So you got to pass the ball you have to avoid interceptions. The Wildcats have been pretty good in the the passing game, completing nearly 69% of their passes. UMHB doesn't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be. I mean, Coach P. Fredenberg made a gutsy decision to switch quarterbacks in the second round of the playoffs. He went from Kyle King to Kyle Redding. We know a guy named Kyle will start at quarterback is what we know this week. And it doesn't matter. Honestly, in the passing game, Kyle Redding gives them a little more of a running game, but I already said, nobody's going to run. It's going to be, they co- combined, they're right about the same. They complete about 61% of their passes. That's pretty good. They've got 35 touchdowns and three interceptions combined on the year. The computer likes Mary Harden Baylor. Win probability of 66.7%. Now look, Linfield owns a four and two edge in the postseason in this series. And they've won at Mary Harden Baylor. But the last four games have all been won by Mary Harden Baylor. Kyle King gets a start because he's a little bit better in the passing game. Give me the crew to win a narrow contest and advance to the national semifinals.
1: Two weeks ago, the crew in a dogfight with Trinity. It was six to three late in the game. UMHB scores to win it 13 to three. And how do they respond? They just blow out Birmingham Southern 42-7. to Linfield, on the other hand, had a tough one last week. They got pushed. How do they respond having to go on the road? UMHB, you said it, they have a losing record in the postseason, but they've won the last two postseason meetings in Belton. Go visit Miller's Smokehouse after the win. Belton is going to take it. Or UMHB is going to take it.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. definitely visit Miller Smokehouse because they have got uh, everything good. It. it doesn't matter what you eat there; it is great food. And by the way, that's what they serve in the press box, Brian. I just want to throw that out there.
1: Are you, I, if, I mean, what? Can you can you give me a credential? I, I'm I want to tag along just for the food.
0: Well, I don't know about that. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's allowed. but we're gonna move in we have another game this week there's a few other games in small colleges this week Prairie View A&M is playing Jackson State in the SWAC title game we have Juco Bowls happening this week the Champs Heart of Texas Bowl we have the Scooters Coffee Bowl we got we got bowl games everywhere but the game we're gonna pick is the D2 Bowl game, the Heritage Bowl in Corsicana, Texas, on Saturday, Oklahoma Baptist at UT Permian Basin. So let's take a moment to discuss what this bowl game means to a program like PB. The Falcons have gone from a school without a football program to a 500 record in only six short years. That's incredible, the job that Justin Kerrigan and his staff have done And getting this team and getting this team to this bowl game, it's huge. And and the reason it's huge is this is a program still needing to build some before competing with the top teams in the Lone Star Conference. And what better way to build when you've already got a young team than to have a few extra weeks of practice? That's invaluable, especially here in this season. However, OBU, they've won four of their last five games. They're 4-2 and on the road. UTPB. Lost four of their last five contests, including their last three games on the road. The Falcons are young; they've got to learn how to win on the road. Pewter says OBU has a, chi- has a win probability of sixty three point two percent. This isn't a road game, Brian, but it's close enough to a road game. Give me the Bison. Give me, give me UTPB using this game as a springboard in the next year. Oklahoma Baptist with a with a close win.
1: So this, this one's very interesting because it's been a few weeks. You said several uh, weeks of extra practice, you know, it's been a few weeks since I've played. So, I mean, it really comes down to coaching. Can you motivate your guys? Can you keep them engaged for those few weeks? I mean, they haven't, UTPB hasn't played since November 13th. So that's, I mean, you're, you're looking at almost a month that you're having to keep your guys focused on tasks motivated, energetic, saying, Hey guys, like we can end our season on a good note. If you're UTPB or OBU, Hey, we can get to eight and four on the season with the win. So, I mean, it really does come down to coaching because it's been so long since you played. I, I've gone back and forth on this one. I love what UTPB has been doing. The turnaround, that's been happening. Um, I, I, I think I have to ride with Justin Kerrigan and, and say, hey, I, I think you can motivate your guys not end the season on a sour note, not end on a four-game losing streak, win that last game, carry that momentum into spring practices, into the next year. I'm going with the
0: Falcons. You hit on something. Bowl game comes down to who wants to be there. Uh, And this is one of the few times where you actually make me kind of rethink my pick. I'm not changing Oklahoma Baptist, I think wins this game, but if there's a, if there's a coaching staff that can get their team rallied and motivated for this game, it is Justin Kerrigan. Um, I just think talent wise, they might not quite be where Oklahoma Baptist is, but this youth is good. They're young. They're going to learn, man. This team is really good. Uh, so to recap our picks, game of the week, UIW at Sam Houston. Brian and I are both on the Sam Houston train, even though Brian doesn't want to be on the Bearcats train. <laughs> I, anyone in Huntsville, please remember that I'm on the Bearcats train. as well. Okay? Just saying. If you see me, don't like, you know, <laughs> try to tell me what you think. Uh, Angelo State at number nine, Colorado Mines. I've got Mines in the home in this one. Brian's going to Angelo State. Linfield at Mary Harden Baylor. We both have Mary Harden Baylor. And then the bowl game, the Heritage Bowl, UTPB versus Oklahoma Baptist. I got OBU. Brian's got UTPB. So I only picked Texas teams. You only pick Texas teams and you know me, I'm not a, okay. I'm a Homer, but I'm not that big a Homer. I (laughs) got to make up two games, man. Yeah.
1: Hey, this could be your chance or, uh, (laughs) or I can go four and again.
0: That is true. Hey, there will not be a podcast next week because Brian's going off to get married. Brian, you be safe. Enjoy your wedding. Soak it in, man. Hopefully it only happens once. That's always my goal for anyone who gets married is hopefully it only happens once. Um, soak it in, enjoy it, and enjoy that honeymoon because you only really get one of those.
1: Yep. Thank you, sir.
0: That's right. And I was just reminded uh, that we've not had hours yet. and We've been married five years. So, hey, maybe we'll get there. Maybe Maybe I'll take her Saturday instead of going to Huntsville. We'll go to to watch Oklahoma State and call it a honeymoon.
1: Hey, I've heard that's a great time.
0: I I just – somebody told me that was a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, Corey Hoag Sports. Follow Brian on Twitter, at Brian Schroll. Subscribe. On the platform of your choice, and also rated. Apparently, I've been married six years. I can't remember how long I've been married
1: now. <laughs> hey, we don't even count our podcasts anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, now I've got to go uh, apologize or something.
1: <laughs> mediocre at best.
0: I mean, it's very mediocre. Very <laughs> mediocre with a podcast and in marriage. That's this guy. <laughs> Brian, have, have a great week and let's do this again in two weeks sounds good all right remember let your legacy be him thank you guys so much for listening and have a blessed week